Sorry ass motherfucker got nothing on me, right? Nothing. Where are the stars of this piece of shit? I am Big Kev. Why do they call you Big Kev? Ooh. I am OG. Oh look, he's got a billion toys. And I am PK. I don't do magic, Morty. I do science. One takes brains, the other takes dark eyeliner. I say we stay here and fight it out. OG's not actually racist against many people. There is no racial bigotry here. Here you are all equally worthless. I'm not really angry all the time. This is Kevin destroying the Toy Biz Legends box set. Fucking God! Why? Why? You know how I know that you're gay? How? Because you're gay and you can tell who other gay people are. I know it's fun. You're like, hey, I found buttons. Let's push them to piss me off. I have Amigo Isis action figure. Almighty Isis. Big Kev's Geek Stuff dot you fuckers think that just because a guy reads comics he can't start some shit? I'll fucking take all you want! Big Kevin, you there? Oh, okay. I was just making there sure. You were quiet, so I got I got concerned. I thought maybe the volcanoes got you. Uh, well, ironically, OG, uh, I will be traveling to the Big Island. I'll be there for the next two weeks. Fun. Yeah, so I will actually, one of my plans uh, is to experience uh, the volcano. So we'll see what happens with that. Good luck. Thanks. Experience the volcano. That could happen myriad ways. Please do so carefully. Oh, I'm going. (laughs) I'm going as far as I can go. And if I have to uh, do one of those uh, helicopter rides in order to Uh, see it, I'm seeing it. Because let's be honest, how often do you see an erupting volcano? Uh, Never. Just, just, Just when I get really mad. (laughs) <laughs> true and that's about true. it i've um, seen that but i'm just saying be careful because there have been people who have experienced that volcano uh you know dressed in the white dress and hurled into it for uh a- appeasement of of higher powers so just don't let that happen to you i'll do my best <laughs> <laughs> so here we are this is uh geek stuff episode 503 uh, I don't. I don't know what the hell we're calling this one. We're almost <laughs> to six hundred, guys. We're calling it uh, episode for the blind. Okay. All right. And why? Because are we... there's no Instagram. Right. So there, there is no Instagram because it was brought to our attention by uh, various members in that room, um, and then who watch it um, after on the replay that we were having a problem, whereas they are unable to hear you. Um, and I, I think that I have a workaround for it, but I have not yet had an opportunity to test it. And rather than test it on the fly, um, I want to test it and hopefully we'll have it back for next week. Right. You know, why am, why am I always the problem? Well, 
<laughs> I mean, you know, if the answer just writes itself. I, know, uh, I, t- I, I mean, your your name's on the show, sir. I mean, we gotta we gotta you know take some route to uh, to uh, to blame factors here. I understand, sir. <laughs> if the lava canoe have... fits, that's all I'm saying. That's I, that's excellent. I can't even begin to tell you uh, as we get into the prep sheet. I cannot begin to tell you how excited I am about item two. To talk about it. Oh, boy. All right. Well, you know, we could start with that if if you really want oh. to. Wow. Oh, gee. Uh, sailing outside of the uh, the box there. No, we never actually. F- Listen, the order, the order of the prep sheet is not the order in which I intend to talk about topics. It's the order in which I add them to the prep sheet. <laughs> and that's it. So <laughs> let's get right into it then because I'm dying to talk about it. Go for it. Uh, Jared Leto to star in Sony's Morbius. The Living Vampire movie. <laughs> so, yet another... There's two comments. Yet another Spider-Man villain that does not have a basis whatsoever with Spider-Man. Well... That's my comment one. And comment two is, at last, a a role for Jared Leto that requires him to suck. <laughs> All right, fair enough. No, um, I'm wondering if... <laughs> I'm wondering I'm 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 wondering if is it in the MCU? It it doesn't say. I thought in that article it said that that one was actually part of the MCU. But See, but here's the problem. Is Sony making character movies inside the MCU or aren't they? Because Venom it changes it seems to change week to week. Well, but maybe they're doing some that are and some that aren't. Well, that's just Dumb. Well, I mean, we're not arguing about dumb or not dumb. We know what's dumb. Is it possible they're hedging the bets to see what the final outcome was on the Disney Fox deal as well? Whether or not they were going to uh, say, you know what, let's let's go all in and tie to the MCU because everybody the fuck else is doing it. No, it's not is up that... to them. It's up to the MCU. And you know, no, but is it up to Sony? Is, is, is Sony hedging that bet? Is my question. Uh, to try I mean, and keep some modicum of their own thing uh, until until Fox caves and that whole thing is done, and then what choice does Sony have? Like, is do we think that's remotely in the realm of possibility that that's what they're doing? Do we lose you, Kev? Uh oh. Hello. We lost. Hello. We lost. There you are. Oh, there he is. Oh, we lost you there for a minute. So. Here, are you guys there? We yeah, got you. Um, okay, answer PK's question, and then I'll make my comment. Okay, uh, PK, you re- you may remember that an onstage appearance by Kevin Fahey and the head of Sony, uh, where she said, absolutely, these are part of the Marvel Universe, and Kevin Fahey just shook his head and said no, and she was like, uh, 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 uh. So I don't know that that's any kind of done-in-stone deal there. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, the other thing I wanted to what I wanted to say was it is quite possible for Morbius to exist without Spider-Man. You know, he's not as directly linked as Venom is. So it's possible for him to not be in the MCU and not be influenced by the character of Spider-Man. I mean, I, why yeah, I guess so. I well, mean, you can make that argument for almost any villain. Except you know, for it, Venom. It, it, <laughs> well, except for yeah, I mean, except for Venom, yeah. But I mean, you could make I, that argument. The only other one I think you would have a hard time making that argument for. Um, I think you might have a hard time making the argument for Lizard, only because Kirk Connors was a professor of his, right? But right. 
or you're almost yeah, any other villain. I mean, you know, Rhino doesn't have to in, be involved with Spidey. You know, Venom has to be involved with Spidey, even though he's not going to be. But Venom has to be involved with Spidey because the entire, you know, impetus behind the shape of the costume, behind uh, the, you know, Eddie Brock's entire rage is derived from Spider-Man. You know, Morbius was a doctor. He's trying to, you know, cure some disease. He ended up with some sort of, like, genetically altered version of vampirism. Do you know what I mean? Like, you could yeah. remove Sp- – why you would remove Spidey from that equation? Like, why do we care about Morbius if Spider-Man isn't involved? That's a good question the that no one can The best you can, can do answer. is tie him to Blade. Right, right, right. Exactly. It's the closest you can do is tie him to Blade. And who owns Blade? Fox owns uh, Fox, Marvel owns Blade, right? Or does... uh, Fox uh, Disney got uh, Blade back. As, yes, uh, when the uh, when the Punisher came back into the fold, that exactly. whole exactly. Uh, I think Ghost Rider was part of that deal as well when he came back into the fold. So, so you can't Ghost really tie Rider him to Blade was, either. Ghost, the Ghost Rider movies were Universal, I think, weren't they? That uh, I don't remember. They might have been, but I, but I, but I think the la- the rights on them may have lapsed back to Disney. Oh yeah, I'm sure of that. Yeah, so. I don't know. I mean, it's just look. Out of all of the villains you choose to do, why why you do Morbius is beyond me. He's not a bad villain, but he's he's not a great villain either. <laughs> for, if we're being honest. All right, let's let's talk about Top Gun Two. Nicholas Holt, Glenn Powell, and Miles Teller are front runners for Top Gun Two role. Yes. So so I'm guessing that these three young gentlemen are going to be that next gen. They're going to be the drone pilots yep. that uh, the Iceman and Maverick <laughs> are responsible for teaching and also responsible for convincing that nothing will beat a real actual pilot uh, in a plane as opposed to right. a drone. That That's what I suspect. I love, you, and they're you, you right up for the role of the son of Goose. Yep. Originally played by Anthony Edwards in the first film. Right. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm Top Gun 2. I, I suspect I will see Top Gun 2 as a pure nostalgia drive at some point. I probably right. won't rush out to see it in the theater. I probably will, you know, maybe on Netflix or wherever it pops up or, you know, ubiquitous clandestine informants, wherever <laughs> it pops up. Um, I'll probably give it a try. I mean, I'll give anything a try, just about. I watched, over the past week, I watched the two Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies. So, I mean, I'll give anything a try. You know. Is that uh, is that in preparation for your attempt to get the San Diego exclusive uh, uh, movie, movie turtle set? So, well, that movie turtle set is not that movie version. Um, however, I think I might be okay in getting that movie set. Um, but I have to just, uh, I have to make one more phone call to, to lock that into place. But I think I'm going to be okay on that front considering I am not there. No, um, actually, uh, Frodo wanted to watch them. Um, and so I chose to watch them with him and you know, they, they were what they were. They weren't terrible. They by no means were great. I hate the portrayal of Donatello, but they were okay, I guess. Well, I mean, considering that you let that boy watch those awful Power Rangers, Look, yeah, yeah, look, you, you can only dodge those bullets so many times. It's just, it's, it's impossible at some point to not dodge them a little bit. So, I mean, what's next? Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, he's watched a little Yu-Gi-Oh. He's watched oh. Pokemon. Oh boy. So, I mean, you know, it's look. He's a seven-year-old boy. He's bound to watch those things. They're still very popular amongst those kids. So, uh, 
I understand. All right, let's uh, let's let's move forward. We'll, we'll keep with Marvel, and it it keeps us on track on the prep sheet. Kristen Ritter is going to make her directorial debut um, uh, with several episodes in Jessica Jones season three. We got confirmation that the show was renewed this past April, coming back, I guess, sometime next year after Daredevil season three, which I believe is uh, after Iron Fist season two. Um, so yeah, look, I'm I like Jessica Jones. Um, I'm, you know, I'm excited to see what Kristen Ritter can do. She she owns that character so well oh, yeah. at this point that if she has a vision for the character, I'm fine with her taking a shot at directing it. Yeah, I mean, she's got two seasons under her belt, right? Uh, fleshing out that uh, that character for herself. So right. uh, yeah, if anybody's got a handle on it, it's going to be her. M- meanwhile, in the Luke Cage verse, <clears throat> I'm about half an episode further along than I was last Tuesday. Oh, okay. I am really having a hard you're, time. You're getting dragging along on that one, aren't you? Really, it's 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 really dragging mm. for me. I know some people absolutely loved it and for me it's it's just it's just it's a you know what it's it's been a lot of exposition right which is okay and when it's good exposition and you're not you're not driven right. by misty rage like, i'm not actually i don't maybe that's hate, part of the problem i don't hate misty as much this <laughs> season like she just got her bionic arm we're at that point in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I like the inclusion. I think I said this last week, but I like the inclusion of Colleen Wing. She's been good on the show thus right. far. Um, I think Rosario Dawson was good in her role on the show thus far. But I don't know. It's just, I don't, I, it really, I, I think I'm suffering from the same malady that I suffered for the second half of Luke Cage season one in that, to me, the really interesting villain in Luke Cage season one was Cottonmouth. Oh, yeah. Spoiler alert. They kill him halfway through the season. Right. And you learn that Mariah is the kind of real villain. Right, right. And so now this season, you have Mariah, who is still the villain, but not really, but she is, but not really. Right. And you have the new villain, Bushmaster, who is brutal and vicious and spends about three seconds on the screen every episode. Mm-hmm. Because there's all this exposition that goes back to Mariah. And I want to just be like, can he just kill Mariah? I know he's I, – I, but can he just kill Mariah already and just be done right. with her character arc? Because I, she's kind of boring in my opinion. I like – I mean I like Luke's character journey. Like Luke is going through this crisis of faith this season where he's kind of tired of towing the line. He kind of wants to – become a bit more of a real vigilante but still be the good guy like right. that's interesting he's also dealing with pressures from society to do like sponsorship deals with you know with nike and things like that like that's kind of interesting seeing how that plays out and right. it's very grounded and i like that they have this other weird subplot going on right now where he's being sued and, and that uh, okay that just seems like it it almost sounds like it's 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 carried over from you know how and Marvel the Marvel Netflix shows do have a tendency to do this across the board yeah. all of them tend tend to lose some steam uh, as you get towards the latter episodes. Uh, that's not to say they they fail. Listen, I love every moment of Daredevil. I love every moment of the Punisher. I don't think there's a wasted second yeah. of the Punisher. I'm biased on the Punisher. Uh, Daredevil season two the same. Eh. I'm biased because of the Punisher for that one as well. But, it, like, Jessica Jones, I felt the first season, there were points where I was kind of like, uh, can we can move this along, plot a, little this bit, along yeah. a little bit more? 
Um, but overall, still loved uh, every bit of that. And and Luke Cage hit that point. Like we lost Cottonmouth, and then the show just took a nosedive. On like, it was really drudgery to get through that. So I'm I'm almost wondering and maybe hoping that maybe this is how many episodes in are you? I'm on, I'm a, I think I'm on episode six. Okay. So maybe we're at this it, – it's a reversal now where we're like, okay, it's taken six episodes to get this show on the road, and maybe it's gangbusters for the last half of the season. I hope because I have seven more Fingers episodes. Fingers crossed. <laughs> that's your report that comes back on that. Yeah. It would be nice. And, and I'm try- like, I, I'm legit trying, but I, I was watching an episode today, right? And I, I had to have paused – I had to have paused the episode easily a dozen times Ooh. trying to get through the episode. I paused it. There was two times where I, I paused it because I legit was like nodding off. And I was like, no, I got to pause it because I want to be awake and alert. Right. So, got to get some coffee. Yeah. Let me let me get up. Let's take a walk. Yeah. Go for a pee. That's not a good sign. No, that's not. And again, I, I like the character. I like some of the things they do with it or are doing with it, but it it really seems to be bogged down a little bit. It, it, it boils down I, to yeah. a writing problem, and that, that seems to be what what is happening with a lot of the uh, the Netflix properties is is there's a, there's a writing struggle after after a while. Well, you know, and and I really thought about this, and I agree with you. I think Daredevil season one is has probably been the best season. Of the entire Netflix universe. Oh, easily. Easily, yeah. And I I honestly feel that every single episode of that first season of Daredevil was great. There wasn't a down moment. Right. But after season one of Daredevil, even with Punisher and even with Daredevil season two. Season two two had its lag points. There were lag points. Definitely had its lag points. And that's not to say I didn't like them. Right. I really liked them, but there's a little bit of lag. And, And so... You know, I'm trying to digest this, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, when I watch an Iron Man movie, right, I get a complete, concise Iron Man story in two hours. Yep. Right? Yep. So now I'm yep. trying to get a complete Luke Cage story in 13, in 13 hours. 13 hours. Which is – and I think this has been an argument for – That's the problem. Uh, yeah. Is is You can easily – these these should be no more than 10 episodes. These should be Game of Thrones, yeah. uh, Westworld level uh, events. I, I don't – and he, as much as I love the Punisher, he didn't need to be 13 either. Yeah, right. yeah it's it's And it's I, I really felt hard. there was no down moments, but you could have told that story even more succinctly in 10 episodes. Right. As much as I love having three more episodes worth of Frank in action, there, there's no reason for the Netflix shows to go beyond 10 episodes. And I, and I wish they would they would rein themselves in a little bit. Because, I mean, it's not like you're making money in advertising dollars per episode. Right. You're just spending more money on a show that could be told more uh, efficiently. In 10 episodes. I think the the biggest example of that is probably Iron Fist. Yeah. Yep. Because Iron Fist was, I mean, there were dead spots in there that lasted for episodes. Absolutely. Look, Iron Fist is definitely the weakest um, of them all so far. But I got to be honest with you. I finished Iron Fist in a week. Mm. Luke Cage has been out two and a half weeks at this point. Is it I'm that only, long already? Yeah, I'm only halfway through the season. I'm so out of the loop. So going to fantasy again, land. I don't want anybody to be like, "Oh, you're just fucking." Ant-. No, like I like the character. I really like most of season one. I like kind of where season one wrapped up. I was really excited for season two. It's just, I don't know, man. It's just been really tedious for me. Mm. I, I, I'm going to plow through it because I want to finish it. I want to know where it wraps up. You know, I'm still invested in At it. At least it's, it's enough just, to keep you engaged. That which it, is a it good is. thing. It's, right. I'm it's not, not ready a complete to throw give up. my hat. 
we're not we haven't reached shield levels of fuck this yet. Oh no, you know. So yeah. it's, at least it's keep the, the engagement is there. They just need to more more efficiency. Yeah, you know, I, I I almost considered watching it on one and a half. One and a half. Oh, you, yeah. you speed it up? Yeah, watch it on the one and a half speed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just kind of. So I'm going to give an example. There, I was watching an episode yesterday. Right, Netflix has the little fast forward on the mobile app. It's got the little fast forward, and I think it goes forward. 30 seconds it's, it's forward 30 back 15 right. i think so or i might have that reversed there was an ep- there was a moment in one of the episodes of luke cage that i just watched that was just a band playing in the the nightclub right right which it, they, they did a lot during season one too where you just had a you had like a music video section yeah but it but i pushed the fast forward button three times and it was still just the band playing. Uh, but how much exposition did that cover? Like, usually the band plays and then no. it'll cut to somebody getting their face handed to them or something no. like that. No, it was straight up band on stage. Really? Yeah, because I fast forwarded it, right? And then I was like, well, let me go back and scrub it to make sure. No, it was straight up band on stage. Okay, that's, that's and I was like, a, a bit much. I, I, I didn't need, I don't need, I don't need, I know it's, it's a minute and a half, but I, it's a long fucking, them, those minute and a halfs. Really add up, and those minute and a half—that's the filler to make it thirteen, right? But those minute and a half is why I pause it and walk away for a day, right? Because it's like I, 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 I can't, mm. I can't, I, I just. But anyway, so Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, yada yada, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> Showtime. Showtime has ordered a Halo TV series um, coming uh, to us sometime in 2019. It's going to go into production early 2019, so hopefully we get it before the end of 2019. Now, it's funny. PK said something funny to me during uh, the pre-show, <laughs> which was, is, is Halo really still big? Um, I know you're still an Xbox guy, um, Big Kev. But uh-huh. – um, and I know there have been Halo properties that have come out consistently, 2014, right. 2017. Right. But admittedly, I do feel like it has lost a little bit of its steam. There was, there was a never, point in time nobody where – Nobody talks about it anymore. Right. There was a point in time where you couldn't go a week without something Halo-related. Right. Maps and characters and trailers. Yeah. And bu- like bu- a, the bu- main games have ended, right? Time. That's because at the time, that's, that's what was huge. Right. But there's so many games now and so many big properties like Halo that it was inevitable that Halo would get a little lost in the shuffle. Right. Is it a little for a TV series? I'd say yes. Um, But, uh, and I don't see anything in this article, maybe I'm missing it, um, that indicates that Weta would be in any way involved. Because at one point, I believe... um, Jackson was developing either a Halo movie or a Halo series, and they did a lot of, like, construction and prep and prop stuff, I think, for that that, uh, at one point. That stemmed from uh, the um, uh, Blomkamp. Neil Blomkamp directed a uh, the, the short film, which, which eventually uh, gave him the credibility to, to get District 9 going. Um, but he, there was a, yeah, there, uh, it was a, a short film. I, I, I don't know if it was a, it wasn't a cinematic, but I don't know if it was tied to a game release or not. Uh, but it was directed by Blomkamp before district nine. Was I remember thing. that. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and from that came, uh, uh, Jackson was like, hey, here's this guy Blomkamp. He's awesome. Let him direct this and let's develop right. this into something further. And then down the drain so, it went. I mean, I think as a, as a television franchise, I still think that's probably 
a good idea. I mean, it's, you know, it's space Marines. It's, it's bad. You know what I mean? Like, I think there's, I think there's good yeah. gray matter there to mine. Um, and so I'll be interested in checking it out and seeing where it goes. Um, I'm just wondering from a budget standpoint, like it can, it can a television budget handle well, make, making this look how it should look? Well, remember it's on, the problem. it's on, yeah. sh- it's on Showtime. It's not on network. Right. So they probably, Which is helpful. Have, they have a little bit of a budget to play with, yep, yep. I would think. And on top of that, um, it'll be condensed. It might not even be 10 episodes. Maybe it'll only be eight. We'll see. So well, that, that I think helps. Remember that I think PK is is alluding to here is the entirety of the other side of the Marines is CGI. Oh, absolutely. Yep. No, I, I, absolutely. But I don't know. You know, if 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 Showtime sinks enough money into it, look, I'm thinking I'm thinking that in a lot of ways, it's you know, it's it's I mean, Game of Thrones got away with quite a bit of CGI. I guess not quite as much, but. But it, it had it had a pretty big CGI it's not budget. Not much, I would say. Uh, mo- most of their CGI was in filling in the background and whatnot. Right. And there's 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 right. a lot. This, you can. I mean, we're talking lot, main character. Digital matte painting really well, was their deal. But there, there's much more CGI in relation to actual physical but, uh, beings and creatures as opposed to Game of Thrones. Characters. Really. But I, yeah. I also wonder if we have a resurgence in practical effects. That might help. You know, you you it would need it. You, yeah. you could you could do several of the alien characters practically, I would imagine, and then blow up the horde using C- you know what I mean, right. like blow up the masses with CGI, honestly, you know, with the clone tool. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, right, right, right. Honestly, there I don't think there's any. Uh, I don't think any of them are humanoid enough to do that with that I can. Recall. Yeah, but. But you're you are correct in that they are not humanoid enough. But don't a lot of them wear some sort of headgear or head armor you, you that have, would allow for practical effects? You have except that for when the armor is removed. And puppetry is another uh, strong potential reach for some of I those. Mean, uh, I'm not saying they're not. I would just think it, it would seem to me the best way to you know kind of make this not look silly mm. would be to do CGI. Well. Look, I mean, I, I was re, I was re, just rereading the article. It is going to be ten episodes. I, look, I'm assuming if they're developing this with any sort of seriousness, they have given all of these things consideration. This right. isn't something you dive into. So they either have a plan for CGI or practical effects or, or a combination there. Ideally both. both. Ideally um, both. Each is a tool that and, helps the other. And I'm also guessing if they're diving into this as far as they are, where they've already greenlit it and planning on going into production in less than six months, my guess would be that there's already some sort of created test footage. And they, I wouldn't doubt that. And, yeah. and, and they know what they're dealing with and, a, and we and just a, don't see it. And I'm sure they have th- – I mean, listen – we, we, we joke half tongue-in-cheek. Well, and half joke, too, because, we, I mean, people just simply don't talk about Halo anymore. Uh, but still, the damn game, for how many years, sold tens of millions of copies every iteration. Uh, I mean, hell, even hundreds of millions, probably, by uh, by the end of the day. Uh, so it, it does have a, a definitive fan base built in. So I imagine Showtime's not going to be so silly as to go, eh, we'll throw a couple bucks at it and see what happens. I think if, if they're going to do it, Whatever company behind this is doing it is going to be like, let's throw some money at this and do it right. Otherwise, we're going to be crucified. Right. I mean, look at fandom. Look at fandom in oh, general. God. If it's not right, they're going to be crucified. Yeah. So it's either throw money at it or don't throw money at it and run and hide. Exactly. All right. Uh, this next one, 
uh, on the prep sheet really, really, really excites me. Um, it's the missing link coming in April 2019. Right. Um, what excites me about it, um, and this kind of t- ties into our Halo conversation a little bit. What excites me about it is the studio behind it. Leica's, which is Leica. Yeah. Or Leica. Uh, I have. Um, Leica. Uh, I have a huge. Leica are the lenses. Leica's the studio. That's right. I, I think it's Leica. Is it Leica? I'm, I. I know Leica. I, 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 Leica L E I C A are the lenses. I, I know that I am, is Leica. I am fairly confident that when I went on the Leica tour, yep, and they said it like a Leica. It was Leica, and that was like that was like one of the one of the head muckety mucks of the company was oh. the presenter. And I'm, oh. I, I feel I feel as though he said Leica, but you, you pronounce that mukety muke actually. So <laughs> my apologies, yeah. party on. Um, it's so, like I have my cast. <laughs> yeah. So uh, before we get to the cast, though, uh, just tying it back into Halo and the conversation we were having, um, I have a profound appreciation for that studio because it is all practical, or it's ninety percent practical, meaning. All those little puppets and how they build them and the oh, stop motion, all the, the stop motion, all stuff. the stop yeah, motion. Yeah. You know, it was probably one of the most amazing slash creepiest things I ever saw when I was walking into the room for the Coraline portion of the display. Now, this right. was they did a pop up in San Diego last year, right? And I, I, I was, contr- I'm trying to convince them because I'm still in touch with one of the guys. I'm trying to convince them to bring it to New York. To do it off-site oh, for New be, York Comic Con, I think yeah. it would be huge. And it was it off-site be, at San Diego, by yeah, the way. It wasn't in the convention center. It was thing. off-site. But um, oh, please, and I've even given them like them do I've even yeah. given them one or two locations that I think would probably work. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, try look at these spots. But anyway, so it was one of the most amazing slash creepy things ever when they pulled out the draw drawer, however the fuck you pronounce it. Of uh, I say draw, and I know it's wrong. Um, full. Full of Coraline. Jersey showing yeah. the drawer. Full of Coraline faces. Oh. Right? And and then when they actually, they let me hold the puppet, one of the puppets, right. one of the ones actually that they used to film. And he's like, here, look. And he pops off the face. <laughs> and it's just the creepy fucking large Marge eyeballs yeah. yep, yep, underneath yep. with the different face play. I mean, like, just the... The, the detail to sculpt and it's paint insane. all of those things. Utterly and, insane. And, and, and how the process of how they do it. I, I, am, I, have, I have so much respect for what they do and how they do it that pretty much any project that they're going to put out, I'm immediately on board for. Yep. Paranorman, Kubo, Coraline. Um, and there was a, there's another one too. I think I'm missing a third one. Uh, what you, you said? Uh, the box trolls is box the, trolls well. is the yeah. one that I'm missing. Yeah, I, they're all great films. Yep. And and again, their work is beautiful. So uh, this film will uh, use the voice talents of Zach Galifianakis as Mr. Link, who is the the lead in the film, um, as well as Hugh Jackman, playing, Emma Thompson, Emma Thompson, Zoe Even, Saldana, uh, um, Lucas and Williams. There's a lot. Of- yeah, there's, there's, I mean, there's a lot of names attached to it. Um, I bet they're together for some sort yeah, of Matt, uh, twin character. Matt Lucas, Stephen Fry, Timothy Oliphant. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited for yep. this. Um, that's a busy show. That, that's a busy show. It's coming in less than a year. I think there's already a trailer online, so you can seek that out. And, uh, yeah, like a studios. Thumbs up. The next, the next one on the prep sheet is is very exciting, but the – but I think the title is completely misleading. 
Yeah, so he yeah, is that threw not, me too. Yeah, he is not playing Dolomite. So this, of course, th- yeah. the article says Keegan Michael Key to star in Dolomite is my name, but he is not playing Dolomite. No, in fact, the person who is playing Rudy Ray Moore is Eddie Murphy. How exciting is that? Right. So uh, Keegan Michael Key is playing Jerry Jones, who's the playwright um, that convinces Moore to write the screenplay for the film Dolomite. Which is you right. know, the film we all we all love or hate, I guess, depending on who you are. You've never seen it, have you? Dolmite? Sure I have. Yeah. I mean, it's probably been about a hundred years, but I, I saw it years ago. It was they used to play it on a they used to play it on HBO. Used to run it, Did I they? think. Yeah, I think so. I don't ba- remember. Back when HBO I, I didn't have a ton of original the... programming. Now I just remember it being hysterically funny oh, yeah. uh, black exploitation movie. Oh yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's one of the it's 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 got to be in the top five black exploitation films, right? It's got to be it's, up there. It's it's uh, up yeah. there in the in yeah. classic classification. Yeah. So um. So yeah. Eddie so, Murphy, Wesley Snipes, Mike, Mike Epps, Epps, Craig Robinson, uh, Burgess. Titus Burgess. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, the, it's got a great cast, so oh, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm pretty excited for it. The director is Craig Brewer, who directed uh, Hustle and Flow, written mm-hmm. by Scott Alexander uh, and Larry Karzuski, who wrote Ed Wood and The People vs. O.J. Simpson, so that's interesting. Um, but, uh, oh, it's, yeah. No, it's good, because both of those, Ed Wood and The People vs. O.J. Simpson, both based on actual events. I know, I and know. Both really, really good movies, I thought. Um. Yeah, look, I, I'm I'm excited for that. Let's let's jump a couple of stories in the prep sheet though, um, because I want I, it ties in, you know, in a loose way. Jordan Peele um, is set to direct a sci-fi comedy th- anthology over at uh, what is it called now? YouTube Premium, which used to be called YouTube Red. Um, Jordan Peele, of course, hot off the tail of uh, or off the trail of. Uh, Jesus Christ, what's the name of the movie, PK? Because I'm drawing a complete blank. Uh, Get Out. The Get Out, thank yeah. you. So, look, <clears throat> these two are, are doing their thing. Um, I find both of them very talented and very funny. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, I'll follow what Jordan Peele's doing. Absolutely. Um, Especially with, with his hands on sci- a sci-fi comedy. I'm listening. Um, oh, exactly. I mean, I'm listening. I like 50% of Key and Peele's skits, I feel like, were sci-fi comedy. So, <laughs> I, think they, I, think they have a, I think they have a pretty good uh, handle on how, to, on how to do that. So yeah, so I'm I'm down with that. All right, let's let's go to let's go to let's go to let's watch PK's head explode. Oh boy, uh, we have a, a a series of um, Watchmen related news. This is of course the HBO series. Uh, Tom, oh PK's head, PK's head's going to explode. Yes, Tom, oh, my my son, Tom. Well, your head will probably explode too. Tom, my son, oh. Tom, me son, whatever, uh, and Jeremy Irons. Mycin. Is it is it Mycin? All right. So um uh are have been cast to join the upcoming Watchmen pilot and take it away guys. Have fun with this one. This is horseshit. Yeah, it's the letter. It's the letter uh PK did you read the Lindoff letter? I did not read the Lindelof letter. Um, he, is, he effectively says, I'm creating new characters and retelling the story with new characters. This is not an adaptation of the comic. Uh, okay, so I've read the uh, summation of that article in, or that letter in these, uh, these articles here. Well then, Damon, please write something the fuck else. 
Yeah, I, exactly. This, this, uh, and and I'll, I'll read as it's as it's surmised here in a recent letter to fans. Lindelof made it clear that the Watchmen series won't be an adaptation of the comics, but an original story with new faces and unknown characters introduced into the universe that he intends to remix. So uh, that that pretty much tells me right there he's going the wanted route with this uh, this work. And listen. From my perspective, I am I, I, I am happy with people taking liberties, and I'm, I'm willing to give people the chance that are taking liberties with things. I love what they are doing with Preacher, and Preacher is taking a they're taking a lot of liberties with how they're telling that story and this and the changes to everything and they, the things that they have fabricated even. Uh, but the the core of the story is still there. Pre, I watch Preacher, and I still feel like I am engaging with Garth Ennis's and Steve Dillon's Preacher. Um, the same can be said for Walking Dead. I gave up on Walking Dead because it bored me, but the fans are still sticking behind it. They've taken liberties right. with it, but the core of what Robert Kirkman ha- writes and and uh, what, is it Charlie Adler is the artist on that one, or at least was at one point? Yes. Uh, what the, the two of them the have... The only artist ever. Yeah. What the two of them have created, the core of that vibe is still there. Despite them taking liberties with the story and changing the direction of things, the core of of what The Walking Dead is still remains. What the fuck is he doing with Watchmen? Like, I, we're you, just you have, gonna have to wait and see. I think. And and listen, this is I, I'm I'm upset by it, and I and I and I I have trepidation already going into it. That's not to say I'm not going to give this a chance. Lindelof has aggravated me. I, probably my greatest aggravation was how Lost ended up panning out. So I've always been. Right at arm's length with length with Lindelof in the first place. Um, but listen, I'm one of the few that, that does not hate Prometheus. He's got his hands all over that. Um, I'm, I'm going to give this show the chance, but it really, it, it, this, this letter and this information and, and now like Jeremy Irons is added to the cast. I'm like, Ooh, Jeremy Irons. I got so excited. I, uh, my immediate thought was Hollis Mason. Exactly. (laughs) And he's a fabricated character. He's and like it, he's like a glorified butler or something. Isn't he? Wind completely out of my sails at the at that and news. Then, so who is who is my sub? Who is the uh, Sleepy Hollow guy playing? Tom he's Meissen. Yeah. They don't say who anybody is. We, playing. Yeah, the only one. So, there's no characters of any. So we don't we don't know who's playing established no. characters or made up characters so, at this point. But the, the cast is interesting. Regina King, uh, who is great, I think. But Don Johnson, Louis Gossett Jr. First of all, is alive. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, Blake Nelson, uh, Adelaide Clemens, Andrew Howard. Look up some of these people. There's a vibe going on here, uh, and I'm I'm wondering what it means. These particular castings, what it means about what they're doing with the story. It sounds to me like, uh, it sounds to me like we have some older characters who were going to be seeing their heroic exploits in flashback uh, as we catch up with them in the future as well. It yeah. seems it seems more Former like, masks. Um, with respect, it seems a lot more like before Watchmen than Watchmen. Well, and that's the thing. Like, And, and this is, before we started recording, I, I started talking about this before I opted to save it for the show. What we have, there's, there's already rich material in not only the original Watchmen book, and listen, if you want to adapt and take some liberties with the original book, there is certainly plenty of room for you to do that with the established characters there. And 
you know, DC went further as to take now we have before Watchmen, and well, now we have the fucking button, which brings it all in, in, shit into the clock. mix, and that goddamn Dookie's Day clock that's <laughs> happening right now. Um, but th- there is so much already going on in in established canon that you can you can draw from and take liberties from. I do, this is my biggest gripe is is why on earth is Lindelhoff creating even more so, new faces to to convolute this we- this. Uh, uh, this universe. We talk about this all the time on this show. We talk about on this show, um, you know, sometimes you don't need to just keep rehashing the same things over and over again. And, and although it can be acceptable a la Broadway and, and even right. with film and TV properties and stuff like that, that's fine. It's one thing to take characters and rehash the characters, but I'm almost wondering the way I read this and the way I'm seeing this, are we even going to see characters that we know? Are we going to only see a handful of them? That's what I'm you like, know, like, is it are we going to see a Rorschach? Is there yeah. no Rorschach? Can like, it be called Watchmen? Like, right, this, will, this is where we start to wonder. So what, right. So the, so the question is what you're doing is you're using a name. You're doing, you're doing the, you're doing the thing that would make Alan Moore roll over in his grave, AKA bedroom. You know what's funny, though, with the fan, uh, like us here in this room complaining, and a lot of other fans are much more harsh about it than, than we're being. At least we're giving it a shot. Uh, but um, it's almost funny. I almost, I almost wonder if Alan Moore is, is, uh, is just a contrarian, and I'm waiting for him to come out and go, you know what? I'm behind this. This is going to be great. That's what, <laughs> that's what I'm waiting for. Who knows? Maybe Alan Moore would be okay with it if it's completely different from his character. It might be why he likes it. You know what? That has nothing to do with what I wrote. That's a fucking great show. I love it. Right. Um, I'm actually quite surprised. Persuading Rasputin. I'm quite surprised he hasn't said anything yet because he's normally not one to shy away from this stuff. The only the only explanation to that could be he is literally just so far removed from the grid at this point. He doesn't even know what's happening. He just doesn't even know what's happening. (laughs) And who could blame him? Who could blame him? The guy's work... The guy's work has been bastardized. Oh God! Yeah. I, and and I like the Zack Snyder movie. So, but oh, I love it. But, I absolutely I, love it yeah. too. But, yeah. but better ending than the book. I'll yeah. argue it until the day I'm dead. Yeah. Mm. It, you know, it's it's. I don't even know that I would say it's a better ending. I know you think that think that. I and I'm not saying that the book is a better ending. I think just think it was a great fitting ending for the story. I think the it, ending it for the, the book it fit the works film. for the book. Yeah. And I think the ending for the film works for the film. Yep, yep, and yep. I, I don't I don't necessarily want to rank them. I treat them as two different two properties. Different yeah. And and both both serve each other very well. I think if the film ending were put into the book, it might have been a disappointment. Uh, yes. because there because there's so much more that leads up to what the book ending was all about right. to kind of set that up anyway. Uh so yeah, they both they both serve their purpose purposes uh purpose i yeah I am, uh, uh, i'm sorry go on no no go ahead i was gonna say uh, i'm i'm getting i was moving on so if you guys weren't done yes with no this, let's move on let's please move certainly. on. certainly i am getting terrified about the indiana jones license okay and why because they're talking about the fountain of youth they're talking about this is harrison ford's last film but the franchise will continue. So they're gonna. So they're. So they're gonna wait. They're gonna. They're gonna use the Fountain of Youth as a rejuvenation, and they're gonna keep it as the character of Indiana Jones, but roll them back about fifty years. Yeah, I hope it, into Chris Pratt's face. True. Yeah, I mean, look, it's it's. I mean, I, I, I don't know. See, I'm I am one of the handful of people on planet Earth. I think there's six of us total. 
that didn't hate Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. No, I, that's do you guys have like a club. Like, do you get together regularly? And, we do. And well, well, Matt and I get together every week. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, and and anybody who complains about some of the ridiculous things that they claim to have seen uh, in Crystal Skull, I try to remind them. Of ridiculous things that we saw in every of, single Indiana of Jones falling movie. from the airplane in a uh, in an inflatable raft, right? And somehow right. surviving that right. with right. Uh, with uh, or, or Nazi people. or Nazis' faces melting from from the arc opening, mm-hmm. or 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 the entire sequence with the Holy Grail. Like they're all equally ridiculous in that serialized pulp. It's it's Sunday it's morning goofy, funny storytelling that it was. So, superhuman pulp right. nonsense. Of course he's going to survive a nuclear ba- blast right. in a fridge because he's Indiana fucking right. Jones. I, I will tell you that I agree that it's not the most amazing of the franchise. It's, it's it, probably it probably is the weakest. That's fine. I uh, But I don't hate it the way some people hate I w- it. I will watch it over Temple of Doom. Oh, see, I don't, if, I don't know if, if I you would put the, if you if you laid the discs yeah. out in front of me and said, "Okay, look, you watched Raiders last night, you watched Last Crusade the other night, you have to choose between these two tonight, yeah. and uh, and then not watch the other one at all." Uh, I would actually pick Crystal Skull over Temple of Doom. Yeah, see, to me, Indiana Jones suffers the same fate or similar fate that Star Wars does in that we have romanticized it in our heads mm-hmm. and we've created all of these things in our in our minds that we think. Indiana Jones is about or that we think Indiana Jones should be about and then when it's not exactly what we think it should be then we get angry and we cry in the corner yep for me Crystal Skull was a fairly natural progression of that film franchise as far as the time frame in which the movie took over it was it was alien paranoia time that was the right time for alien paranoia for when that film is set. And so it made sense to go after aliens. Why not? Anyway, needless to say, I get what you're saying, Big Kev. Um, however, I like that Jonathan Kasdan is the one that's writing the script. I like Solo. I think he did a good job with Solo. Yep. Um, I think if the eventual direction of Indiana Jones is to, is to youngen up Harrison Ford... Then I think Jonathan Kazdan has a little bit of younging him up already under his belt. Yep, that was that. <laughs> that yep. <laughs> and uh, at minimum, I will give it a chance and see where it goes. If it stinks, it stinks. Um, but I'm going into it with a fairly open mind. Yeah, why not? I mean, so that that's that's kind of where I that's kind of where I stand. I, I'm scared about what happens after. Well, as long, it won't involve Shia LaBeouf. We're safe on that front. So I, I'm open to whatever else is next to his door. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you're right. Look, but but I, I'm at a point in my life when it comes to television and nearly everything where I've got to take things as they come. Right? I can't worry about after until I see this. Yeah. Right? I get it. So, because what's the point? Everything because now is happening now. now. We're right. looking at now, yeah. now, because because here's yeah. here's what happens, Big Kev. If I start worrying about after, right, and I I understand right. your hesitation, I I get it, I really do. But if I start worrying about after, then what happens is I start to create headcanon. Yep. Okay. And uh, I am of the opinion firmly now, since episode seven, that headcanon. 
is the most dangerous thing to do if you don't know how to nurture it. it well, exactly. There's, right. There is speculation and having the fun of, hey, it'd be neat if it goes this way, and the expectation that I it is to go this way Correct. because I demand it. Uh, so and, right. and learning to separate, well, that didn't go the way I wanted, So, but this is the way it went. Uh, okay, great. I have to embrace this and accept it and see where it goes from there. So for me, my comfort zone in the headcanon is they're figuring out a way to either pass the torch or continue the franchise yep. without Harrison Ford. There are multiple avenues that they can take. I'm not going to speculate further on those avenues until we see more or read more about it. And that's where my headcanon stops for now. Right. I will think Smart. about little things as little things That's come fair. out. I will have the fun of speculation, but I am not going to put myself in the position. Not that I would be upset because I'm not that person. I'm right. not that person that gets so bent out of shape when my head cannon doesn't come to fruition. But I find want to set it up. But I find that if I don't even set it up, it allows me to really think about the material and rationalize the decisions that do play out a lot more. And I think that I can objectively. And subjectively talk about that material if I only allow myself a certain amount of speculation. A comfortable, fun amount right, yeah. excitement as a, as without a, going too far. As a culture, fandom has to fully embrace and realize that these are not the, the fandom's story to tell. Right. These stories do not belong to the fandom. You can uh, you can hope for things, you can speculate on things, but ultimately they are not your stories to tell. And you you just have to deal with what you get, what you get, and you don't get upset. Right. <laughs> wow! And if, to... and if it's something that no longer speaks to you, you have to be you you have to be rational enough and adult enough to be able to walk away. Well, I guess I outgrew that. Right, and that's, I, fine. that's just not for me anymore. Uh, I'm just I'm just going right. to go on. And and move on with life. Right. And I, uh, you know, I do I do I have any hopes that that will happen with Indiana Jones? No, there will be no. there will be raped childhoods and right. and campaigns and screaming well, and hashtags. There already were, and hopefully by the, there already were. But now we have uh, we really have Twitter now. We didn't really have Twitter. I mean, Crystal that Twitter was for Crystal Skull. Can, I mean, can you can you imagine Big Kev PK? Could you imagine if in this next Indiana Jones film there is a prominent female archaeologist on the screen? Oh yeah, the world will melt, and especially if that's if if she's the one, if <laughs> the she's world the, will the melt. hat blows away, or she picks it off of dead Harrison Ford's head, <laughs> and you hear the music playing as she dons it, and that's the passing of the torch. Oh my God, I will I will eat that with a spoon and love every bite of it. Let, let me tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to find the first old refrigerator to hide in because that's <laughs> the only thing that will save me from yep, the nuclear fallout. Yep. Oh, oh boy! I oh, I, I really that hope, would be delicious. I really, hope, I really hope what they decide to do is advance the story with his son, who should not ever be referred to as Mutt again. Nor should it be Shia <laughs> yeah, Uh He should have somebody in there, plastic like, surgery, uh, Chris Pratt, uh, and, and continue telling the stories that way. Uh, you know, because I mean, at at this point. I feel that's the way the franchise should go, but I guess we just have to wait and see. I just want him to cast Alden Ehrenkeeper in there somewhere, too. There you go. Just the announcement of the casting will make heads fucking melt, oh, and <laughs> I, I will eat that, too. Oh, my God. If he did a cameo in some way as some sort of fountain of youth version of Indiana Jones... <laughs> I would giggle my ass off. I laugh all the way to the bank. Oh, delicious. If, if Harrison Ford takes a sip of that 
and turns into Aaron Arreich, I would die laughing right there in the theater. I, I would either like to see that, or he takes a sip of that, turns into the dude that everybody's like, it should have been this guy who just happens to do a pretty good impression of Harrison Ford, but can't act his way out of yeah. a paper bag otherwise. It should have been this guy. I wanted to turn into that guy and then turn into dust like the guy at the end of and then immediately <laughs> crusade without even getting to say a word, without even getting to smirk, nothing. Yeah. He just turns into Anthony and Gruber and dies. And then dies. And then some, and then his long lost daughter shows up and says, oh, nice hat. I'm going to go start adventuring yeah. now. All Sign right. me up. All right, listen. We are we are now fifty one minutes. Holy shit! Into segment one. And with of this that, Uchi, we will bring this episode of Big Kevin's Deep Stuff. Play the wrap close. up. No, we're gonna take a break, and we're their only break, and we're gonna come back with a speed round for oh, segment two. We nice. are gonna bullet point some of this shit and move forward and get to the end of the show because pulling back the curtain a little bit, it's starting to get too darn hot in Uh-oh. Studio OG. Hey everybody, this is John Benjamin, and you're listening to Game Stuff with Coke Logic. Ahoy, ahoy, and welcome to Game Stuff. I'm your host, Coke Logic. New releases! Mario Tennis Aces is now available for the Nintendo Switch. A fun little tennis game with a bunch of Mario characters that's fun for the whole family. There's even a wacky single-player story that puts a new spin on the game. Mario Tennis Aces is exactly what you think and is out now for $60. Isn't this just tennis? On Nintendo Switch. Also on Nintendo Switch, the Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy. All three games that were remade with great care are now ported over to the Nintendo Switch. And graphically, you're not missing much with the downgrade to a handheld. The only drawback is the Crash games are more difficult than you remember. Prepare to die. Crash Bandicoot and Sane Trilogy is out now for the Nintendo Switch for $40. Also out on the Nintendo Switch, Wolfenstein 2 The New Colossus. Yes, that Wolfenstein 2, the next-gen game from last year, is now on Nintendo Switch. Just like Doom, by some miracle they made enough downgrades that the game runs at 60 frames per second on a handheld. I would imagine it looks good until you compare it to the next-gen counterpart, where it would look much, much sharper. But just don't do that! Comparing a 4K image to 720p is not a talent. If you're interested, it's the full game. And it's amazing that they've done this. Wolfenstein 2 The New Colossus is out now for $60 on Nintendo Switch. And out today, but not on Nintendo Switch, is Red Faction Guerrilla Remastered Edition. This is the 360 PlayStation 3 era Red Faction game that brought fantastic gameplay freedom and destruction to the third-person shooter landscape. And now it's been remastered. It's so fun to start your assault on a base by driving a vehicle through the wall as your opener. Red Faction Guerrilla Remastered Edition is out now for $30 on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. Giddy up. It's the Red Dead Rumor Report. Sorry, still nothing. I don't know what's going on. It's July. There should be something. This is Logic signing off for Game Stuff. Build your own R2-D2, the ultimate interactive droid. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. Call toll-free now on 877-544-6779 or go to buildr2d2.com and we'll send you your first monthly pack, including four magazines and model parts, all for just $9.99.
Your R2-D2 model comes complete with voice recognition, sensors, remote control app and camera, plus magazines packed with fascinating behind-the-scenes facts. Explore the amazing world of building the galaxy, droid directory, understanding robotics, as well as your easy step-by-step -step assembly guide. Start building your favorite droid today. This offer is not available in stores, so go online to buildr2d2.com or call toll-free now and get your first monthly pack for just $9.99 today. Model Space. Yeah, I, I see why you're a fan of these guys. I, I, what a groove. There's, and the new album is, I was a little concerned after the last album. The last album was Humans. I liked a bunch of it, but there was a couple that just kind of felt flat for me. Right. Um, but the new album, which is called The Now Now, which is sort of appropriate based ah, on tonight's fitting. episode. Inadvertently fitting. Inadvertently fitting. Um, which was just released last week. It's it's been really solid, and it's it's kind of uh, returned to form a little bit. It's a lot more of uh, what's his name uh, from Blur, the lead singer of the Gorillas, yes. Damien. Uh, I know who you mean. Auburn. Al uh, yeah. I can draw a total blank on his name, um, but uh, yeah, I mean it's 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 the Gorillas. If you if you don't know that song, that is the song "Humility" off the new album, "The Now Now." Um, the video is the one that features Jack Black, and it's two D. Roller uh, skateboarding, nice um, through the park, and uh, Russ, of course, is there uh, in the video, and uh, we get a, a cameo in the video. Uh, Ace from the Gangrene Gang from the Powerpuff Girls. Oh wow! Okay, so okay for those of you who think that the Gorillas is just a band, you are woefully mistaken. They are a band. Right. Of course, you know the you know the shtick behind the gorillas. It's you know it's it's Jamie Hewlett, the artist behind Tank Girl, did all the character designs. He continues to do all the design work for the gorillas, and it's him and it's the gentleman from Blur. You know that's the lead team behind the gorillas. It's right. Their creative endeavor. It has been for their past but six out seven albums. Does Hewlett since... just provide uh, artistic renditions, or does he musically provide uh, input too to um, the project? He may provide some musical input, but I think it's primarily his, its artistic direction. Gotcha. But I think he works on some of the character storytelling. Okay. So there's a, there's a story that goes on. Like, there's a running story throughout all of the albums. And there are themes through all the albums. And right. the characters really have st story arcs. Okay. At the end of the last album, Humans, Murdoch Nichols, who is the lead bassist for the Gorillas, he's the green guy okay. in the Gorillas, um, is placed in jail. Oh, he's right. arrested and he's in jail. Now, this is told lyrically through the uh, songs as well, it, or is this a it's side told, thing? It's told lyrically. It's told through the videos. Interesting. So, is, is each album almost like a concept album of sorts? Um, like, yeah. Are, can, can we expect a Gorillaz Broadway musical? You know, <laughs> yeah, maybe. 10, 15 years down the line, telling I, this story. Maybe. <laughs> um, so, so, um, so Murdoch Nichols is in jail. Um, they also release all sorts of stuff on social media. Like, for example, he's in jail right now. If you go to the Gorilla's Facebook page, you can actually use the Facebook Messenger to talk to Murdoch while he's in jail. Oh, wow. Okay. And, like, you have this – you know, it's one of those, like, 
you know, you put in a response and it's, you know, it's a, gen- a bot it's a, fed, it's a bot yeah. fed but it's, it's pretty funny and it, it furthers the story. Well, in the Gorillaz universe right now, because Murdoch is in jail and they had an album they were going to put out, they had no bassist. So they call upon Ace from the Gang Green Gang, from the Powerpuff Girls, to be the bassist for the new album. Oh, my God. Pulling back the curtain and behind the scenes, it just turns out that they're friends behind the scenes. Right. Like, the Powerpuff Girls creative team, the Grill is creative. They're all friends. Of course. And it was like, hey, we need a bassist. Uh, can we borrow Ace? Yeah, you can. <laughs> and, and that's, I mean, that's it. But it's it's really clever how they incorporate it in and how it, it really like... sort of gives life. To the characters. And when you watch their videos, a lot of times it's them superimposed over real, you know, real footage. And it's, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's not just all animated. It's always elements of realism to it. Um, so, yeah. So that's the new album that just came okay. out. Uh, finally, after 16 years, uh, I am going to see them live in that's October. Awesome. I've been trying to get tickets forever. And the problem is when they play in this area, they play one show in New York, one show in Philadelphia, and they're in the fucking like Japan the next day. Nah. And I always miss them. This year it lined up right. I was able to get tickets to sell out. So October, I'm really excited. That is, you said? Yeah. Nice. Um, and as a little bonus for ordering tickets, they're sending me a free free copies of the album. Sweet. So that's that's a nice little uh, that's nice. Uh, bonus. A perfect little bonus to pass yeah. on to your friend PK. Exactly. Uh, I, so I have it. You can have one. Nice. So I'll just give it to you as soon as they ship. So I'll have it in a in a couple of days. Hey, what you got there? Build the Millennium Falcon? <laughs> no. During the break, of course, you heard from our lovely sponsor. Build R2-D2 from D'Agostini. The folks who brought us Build Millennium Falcon. But this is Build Your R2-D2. Features lights and sound. All sorts of electronics. You build it yourself. It is probably the most detailed R2-D2 um, that you can get. And it's in this price range. In this price range, and it's done as um, it's done as an interactive build-it-yourself concept. It's genius. It's a, it's a subscription subscriber-based deal, right? So yeah. every month you get a couple of pieces. You get a really detailed magazine that talks a little about the droid, Star Wars related, the pieces, the whatever you know, whatever mechanism they're featuring that month. Um, so if you like, you can check this out by going over to buildr2d2.com or you can give them a call. I got that here. That's 877-544-6779. So there you go. Check it out. They're awesome sponsors. Jump in on it. Um, and uh, hopefully they'll continue to be sponsors when they move on to the next one as well. All right. Let's move forward. And with that, OG, we will bring this episode of Big Kev's Geek Stuff to a close. No, no, no. A couple of quick, quick bullet points. I promise we'll be fast. HBO is ordering a new comedy series based on televangelists starring John Goodman and Danny McBride. The Righteous Gemstones is going to be the name of the series. Uh, Anything starring John Goodman, I'm on board with. Yep. Just about anything starring Danny McBride, I'm on board with. Also, yep. Um, This sounds really funny. It's a new half-hour comedy about a world-famous televangelist family with a long tradition of deviant greed and charitable work, all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, I assume that chaos will ensue. That's what those guys bring. Oh, yeah. And uh, I'm excited to see where that goes, so I'm definitely going to check yeah, that Dan- out. Yeah, Danny McBride and John Goodman, I'm not expecting a, a subdued, uh, subtle, no. uh, you know, uh, a dark comedy of, uh, you know, of, of minute proportions. It's going to be big and broad and hilarious. And uh, as far as filming is concerned, as soon as John Goodman is done filming 
his work for the Connors. That's when he'll begin production on the Righteous Gemstones. The so Connors. It'll be it'll be a little bit, but not too far off. Nice. Um, I'm gonna skip that next one. Well, maybe I'll table it for next week. The first poster. Yes. Unbelievable. For yes. Glass dropped this week. Of course, Glass is now the third in the series of films Unbreakable, Split, and now Glass. Um, yeah, uh, the poster is awesome. Poster's I'm very super clever. excited for this movie. Um, uh, me too. Oh, God. I, 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 really, I really liked Unbreakable. I know not a lot of people did, but I really liked it. Unbreakable is, is, is probably my favorite Shyamalan movie. It's, and and you know, I, everybody credits him Sixth Sense, which was his breakout and certainly a, a huge cinematic to do uh in 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 bringing twists you know everybody got excited about twists all of a sudden yeah uh because of that but but really unbreakable is my favorite uh that he's uh that he's created and i get why it's not for everybody i i do get it but it, i agree with you it's probably one of my favorite of course returning is uh bruce willis as david dunn samuel l jackson uh, Jackson, Jackson as Elijah Price, uh, Elijah Price, uh, aka Mr. Glass, James McAvoy as Kevin Wendell Crumb, aka The Horde, um, and others. So yeah, man, I'm I'm the, super uh, excited. The wife for this. and kid from Unbreakable, uh, Dunn's wife and kid are returning as well. Yes, so yes. They, they got them back in the mix. Uh, are both of you have no, both of you no, seen no, Split? No, 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 no. It's it's Mr. Glass's mom that's coming back. Uh, no, Dunn's son and oh, Dunn's son and Price's mother. I misread that earlier. Charlene gotcha. Woodward so the, played the, the kid Mr. is coming Glass's back. Mom in Unbreakable. Yeah, yes, the kid's coming back. I got it. I misread that before. Nice. Um, but are, are have both of you seen Split I, at I, this I, point? Yes, I have seen Split. Oop, Kev, you've seen Split too. Uh, from House of Cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello? Hello. Yep, we're here. Wasn't right. it what's her name from House of Cards that played his wife in that movie? I think played, you are uh, correct, yes. Bruce Willis's wife? I, I think you are correct. So okay. but I'm I'm excited for Glass. Hopefully we'll see some footage. I wonder if they're gonna release some footage for uh San Diego. Because the film comes out in January. So and, we are right. Oh. Yeah, very close, yep. Um all right. January eighteenth. Yeah. Uh, Fox set a premiere date for The Gifted Season 2. It's going to be Tuesday, September 25th. I really liked the first season of Gifted. Whereas I did not I did like too. Legion, I really liked Gifted. So um, I'm excited for that show to come back. I love the portrayal of Blink on that show. I think Polaris is awesome. Um, I like that it ties into the X-Men film universe. Um, so yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. Um, oh, by the way, very quickly in regards to Fox and the Gifted and Disney and all that stuff, uh, July 27th, I think, is the, the vote. Yep. is the when the vote takes place to yep. finalize, finalize that deal. So we will see, uh, we will see what happens there. Um, Legendary Films acquires the rights to anima the Animosity comic book series. In Animosity, one day the world is plunged into chaos when animals suddenly wake up. Uh, they start thinking, they start talking, they start taking revenge. In the midst of the turmoil is Jessie, an 11-year-old girl and her devoted dog, Sander. Um, it sounds like an interesting concept. I admittedly have not read the comic book series. Um, I, I didn't like the pilot of the book. I Again, I haven't read any of it, but I mean, I don't know. It sounds interesting, so I'll, I'll, I'll give it a quick, I'll give it a quick look. 
Um, I think three more things and then we're done with the show for today. Uh, James, Jim Carrey, sorry, is cast to play Dr. Robotnik in the Sonic the Hedgehog well, there, movie. There goes that James Marsden uh, speculation yeah. on, on, on playing Robotnik. So, who knows who Marsden is playing now. Um, this seems like an odd choice for Jim Carrey, but then again, maybe not because Dr. Robotnik is kind of like a wacky, evil scientist type. And I could see Jim Carrey nailing yeah. that role. And it's, I mean, did, didn't he say he you was getting away from all that stuff though? Cool. I thought he was, but maybe he's looking to get back into it. Maybe he's done with his artistic, uh, step away. I don't know. Um, HBO orders the comedy series Los Espookies from Fred Armisen and Lauren Michaels. The series is going to be, um, uh, sort of a horror comedy series entirely in Spanish. I assume that it's going to be subtitled. Here's my concern with this series, and I'm probably in the minority, and that's fine. Uh, Fred Armisen is my concern. Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't get it. I don't. I, he, my, my wife. He's an odd loves. Duck. She loves Portlandia. Loves it. I don't get that. Um, I have no problem. I, I really don't get that because a lot of our humor lines up, and I hate Portland. I, I, don't, I don't get it. <laughs> I, and it's funny because she, uh, to me, everything that, everything I hate about Portlandia is somehow situationally what she hates about Seinfeld. Like Portlandia is literally about nothing. I feel like sometimes. Oh yeah, absolutely. And and that's what she doesn't right. like about Seinfeld. Okay. <laughs> and she's like, ah, oh, it's really like, what's it about? And I'm like, no, what the fuck is Portlandia about? Like, Every now and again, I'll get a chuckle out of Portlandia. And I don't hate Fred Armisen. He's kind of kooky. I take him in small doses. I'm just, I'm just not but, a fan. But I, I just so. And he, he, the, he straight up creeps me out. Like, he always creeped me out. And then we had the opportunity to meet him. And having met him, he really creeps me out. Were you there out. when we met him at Toy Fair? Yep. But he was really nice. But he was a little bit he weird. Was really nice. He was nice. But he really creeped me the fuck out. Who was it? It was him and it him was... Him and uh, Keenan... Uh, Kel. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So Keenan or Kel? It, which it, which it, is, it was It was one of the ones it, from Good Burger. Some board game, wasn't it? Yeah, they were at the board game booth, yeah. whatever company that was. It was it a Saturday Night Live board game or something it, like it that? It might have I been. I think so. That was a surreal, that was a surreal <laughs> event because it's, it's the same exact day we got to meet William Wegman, the, the yes. dog photographer I, as well. Look, I, I have the William yeah, Wegman signed true. puzzle. Mine is downstairs built in. Love it. All right. Uh, this next one, I am very excited. These next two I'm excited about, and then we're done. These are two trailers. Uh, w- the Wellington Paranormal trailer dropped today. This is from Taika Waititi and Jermaine Clement. This Hello. is based Hello. off of um, yeah. This is based off of a short mockumentary they did called What We Do in the Shadows back in 2014. And if you have not seen that mockumentary, you must rectify that immediately. So it I, is hilarious. I have not, but oh. I've heard nothing but good things about it. I watched this trailer, was instantly excited. Yes. And now I'm go- I've made it a goal to go back and watch, watch that mockumentary. Watch that film. You are going to pee your pants. It's, it, is, it is tremendous. So that looks Great really, really funny. And this next one, already I'm hearing people bitch and moan about it. But again, I don't know. It's got pedigree. This is for Disenchantment which is Matt Groening's uh, new animated series. I love how the trailer starts out. Uh-huh. It's like, well, we did the future <laughs> yeah. with Futurama. We did modern day with The Simpsons. So what's left for us to do, of course, but to go back in time yep. 
Um, and so it kind of, you know, it's it's a fantasy, you know, wizards in warlocks, castle, Matt Groening. I'm sure it's going to be very uh, meta at times. Oh, I'm course. sure it's going to be very sort of tongue in cheek political at times. Um, while I while I was not a fan of Simpsons after a certain point of time. I am still a fan of Futurama and will watch it oh, yeah. ad nauseum. Futurama never lost steam. For me, it never, ever lost steam. E- even the no, farewell and for a while and, and coming that's back. Kind of the, probably what the saving grace of this is, is the fact that, uh, you know, if they can do Futurama, which is very sort of focused uh, on a specific time period where The Simpsons is kind of just like every day, you know, modern, like they say. The future uh, Futurama focused specifically on stuff that they were just speculating about. If Disenchantment can take that vibe and apply it to the medieval period or the fantasy or whatever, I think it could be really good. Exactly, and then you have a you have a good voice cast: um, Eric Andre, Abby Jacobson, and uh, uh, Nat Faxon, as well as Matt Groening, Staples, John DiMaggio, Billy West, Maurice LaMarche. Uh, Tress McNeely, David Herman, Matt Berry, uh, Jenny Batten, Rich Fulker, Noel Fielding, and Lucy Montgomery. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm really excited for this. I don't know when it debuts. I know it's coming direct to Netflix. So, oh, August 27th, August 17th, rather. So we're about a month and change away. So wow. yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited. Um, I'm pretty excited to check this out. Um, yeah, I mean. I don't know. I, I, I liked Futurama. I still watch it. I like Matt Groening. I like most of those voice actors. So there you go. Disenchantment. It'll be interesting to see uh, what they do with it. Yes. Because, you know, the third time isn't always the charm, a.k.a. American Dad. Now, see, here's the funny thing about American Dad. I actually think at, at for a certain point of time, American Dad was way funnier than Family Guy because Family Guy became a series of pratfalls linked together right. by random Stewie jokes, whereas American Dad continued to tell pretty decent character-driven stories week after week. Now I don't watch any of them anymore, but I thought the the better example would not have would been it, American actually, Dad. It would have been Cleveland uh, was the number three Cleveland. for that, wasn't he? Yeah, that was the number three show. Yeah, um, and even Cleveland, I thought was okay, but no, certainly the weakest. Ooh, that was good. Thank good, you. Good, good job on that. <laughs> all right, but with all of that being said, I think there it is. It's the wrap up music. There it is. Um, so don't forget, you can find us online each and every week over at bkgeekstuff.com. Um, of course, you can subscribe to us, um, become a patron, patreon.com backslash bkgeekstuff. Um, I assure you that our Patreon will not be pulled um, for NSFW content um, like some other patrons have been pulled in the coming in the last few weeks. Yeah, it's uh, um, oh, there's there's been a little little bit of assaulting of the earth of the old Patreon porn. Yeah, there has been oh, the boy. party on porn party's over. So uh, so that's been going porn on, but that will on. that that will we we have to put the PK sits and cake on hold for a little bit, but uh, we'll we'll figure out a way to to <laughs> to, to continue. Of course, you that's can not also pornography. I, I, that's art. If you're sitting in cake. You won't be laughing then. That's right. As long as he's wearing a <laughs> bathing suit, as I understand it, will be okay. Right. 
Um, you could also go to Tops. <laughs> that that's it. Uh, you can go to facebook.com backslash BK Geek Stuff. On social media, I am Geek Stuff OG across all the social media platforms, including the PlayStation Network. I am Big Kev GS on the Xbox One Network and BK Geek Stuff everywhere else. And I am K Robert Marlowe on Twitter and Instagram and Flick Dude on the PlayStation Network. And uh, a quick Flick Dude, <laughs> quick tip of the hat to uh, to OG. So I signed up for the Ebates thing finally. Oh, nice! For this, I mean, for, I, there's a lot of other stores that I'll probably patronize at some point down the line, but it was for the sole purpose of doing the Comicsology thing because uh-huh. they, if you go through Ebates, it's a four percent cashback thing. Right. On your comics, and since I buy comics literally every single week from Comicsology, it just makes sense. So I killed all of my subscriptions. I set a reminder for myself on my phone for every Wednesday to go new comic book day it right. over at the Comicsology site through Ebates, and it's already like I, I already see my my dollars climbing in my Ebates account. So it's uh, I I'm pissed. I've waited this long. I, Thank you for the for the nudging to I do get, that. I want to say I get something like. Just for Comicsology, I get back maybe twenty bucks every three months. I see that. Yep. So I, see that I mean, it's, I mean that's significant. Yeah. You know, that's a hundred and uh, it's hundred and twenty bucks a year. I had, that I had to do the helpful. Math. I had to do the math. And uh, plus, uh, for a, there was a bonus for signing up and all that, and yeah. uh, and the works. So, hot topic, uh, it's good at if you buy in hot topic online. Lots of places, it's good at Target, yeah. Walmart, all those places. So anyway, yes, eBay. It's if you notwithstanding, you two grannies and your coupon cutting. Is there anything else? Uh, no, I, I, I think, Big Kev, with that being said, we can bring this episode, episode 503, the one we called the episode for the blind, to a close the way we end some episodes by saying, troll the respawn, Jeremy. And on that note, we cue the music. Come to this, we try to warn